Star Wars 7x7 episode 3060. It's time for another Scoundrel Business episode. The Nielsen streaming ratings for Andor episode 6 have come out, which means that we now have complete streaming numbers for two story arcs. And so we'll talk about what we're seeing, and we'll also talk about Tony Gilroy's comments to Variety recently about how the series has performed so far. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So as I said in the previous Scoundrel Business episode that we did, that it just seems like if we really want to get a sense of how the series is performing, then maybe looking at it from a story arc perspective would be the better way to go. And also just so that we're not banging the same drum over and over again as far as the Andor series goes. So the Nielsen streaming ratings for the week that included the release of chapter six of the Andor series have come out and they are at 405 million minutes streamed for that week, for week six. Actually, technically, I shouldn't say week six. I should just say for the week in which episode six appears because that's, you know, what <laughs> it actually is. Andor has only been out for four weeks, technically speaking, from that frame of reference. But you know, let's just focus on the episodes themselves. So looking at it in comparison to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, similar kind of thing in the sense that Obi-Wan debuted with two episodes and so they were five weeks in when that sixth episode for their series dropped. As far as the Book of Boba Fett goes, well that was episode by episode so there's a little bit of apples and oranges stuff but not nearly enough to account for the difference. So like I said, it's 405 million minutes viewed during the episode six week for Andor but it was 770 odd million for the Book of Boba Fett in the week of their episode six release. And it was over 800 million for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series in the week of their episode six release. Adding to the whole apples and oranges situation is the fact that the episode six week for Obi-Wan was the finale and the final showdown between Obi-Wan and Vader. And in the episode six week for the Book of Boba Fett, we had Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano showing up in that episode. So yeah, there's definitely a lot to skew the numbers there. But as we've said in previous episodes, you really have to consider the fact that we're talking about different animals entirely. Andor is not a household name compared to The Mandalorian and Grogu and Boba Fett and of course Luke Skywalker and now Ahsoka Tano certainly coming up that ladder as well. And I was just thinking about this in terms of movie releases as well. So as we all know, The Force Awakens made two billion plus in box office where as Rogue One only made like 1.1 billion in total box office and The Last Jedi made something like, you know, one and two thirds billion basically. So half again over what Rogue One did. And I think it's fair to say that unless you're a committed Star Wars fan, the first three episodes of the Andor series are a little tough to stick with, quite honestly. It's definitely, you know, what people have called a slow burn, but it's very much in line with what a prestige drama kind of situation is gonna be. It's definitely a tougher sell, generally speaking. And I think it surprised the folks behind the scenes just as much as it's surprised those of us who are watching the performance and trying to evaluate why things are unfolding the way they are. So Tony Gilroy sat down for an interview with Variety, one of the Hollywood trade publications, and it was a wide ranging interview, but there was some conversation about 
the performance of the series so far. And here's what Gilroy said about it. He said, I'm very pleased with what they did. The they isn't necessarily explained, but it's presumed to be Disney slash Lucasfilm in the promotion of things. The materials are great. I think I was surprised. I thought the show would go the other way, that we would have this gigantic instantaneous audience that would just be everywhere but that it would take forever for non-Star Wars people or critics or my cohort of friends to get involved in the show. The opposite happened. We ended up with all this critical praise, all this deep appreciation and understanding from really surprising number of sources, and we're chasing the audience. And then he goes on to say, I'll say this because it's a trade publication, so because he's giving this interview to Variety. Everybody is trying to pretend that this is business as usual. Quote, oh, there's a comp for this, and there's a comp for that, and this is how we do it, unquote. And everybody is faking it. This is an entirely new business. Everybody's trying to figure it out. You have business affairs trying to pretend with streaming that they understand it and how artists should get paid. We're going to have a whole bunch of labor issues that are going to come up because of that. No one's ever launched these aircraft carriers before these gigantic shows i mean our show has a budget we're tight but there are shows out there without budgets really i mean there's some things going on out there that are just like holy crap and by that he is implicitly referring to the lord of the rings thing on amazon prime and house of the dragon on hbo max and he talks about how when he initially saw that those were coming out in their time frame, he thought to himself, maybe we should move the date. And then Lucasfilm told him, we're moving the date. So it all kind of worked out in the end that way. But there are two key things that I want to highlight from his comments there. First of all, the fact that it's all new to everyone and nobody really understands the way things are working. So this is all fresh territory to them. It's experimental and they're not going to know until they try some of these things. So it's exciting to know that in addition to trying things like The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi, that they're also trying these more niche kind of storytelling things like the Andor series, and that they're going to give a leg up to the higher public by bringing it into live action with all the stuff that they've been doing in novels and comics and other media, that they're going to take a risk on it and actually invest in live action for it. Now, certainly the Ahsoka series that's coming out next year has some brand familiarity, if you will. The character is beloved by Star Wars fans. But Skeleton Crew, which is also slated to come out next year, that is a complete unknown quantity. And we have no idea who might be involved in that from a legacy perspective. In other words, characters that we can grab a hold of in the same way that we can grab a hold of a Baby Yoda lookalike or a Mandalorian or a legacy Jedi. And the other thing I want to flag is his comment about how they're chasing the audience. So it's clear that they believe the show is worthy of an audience and certainly they're trying to develop that by the recent announcement that they're going to debut the first two episodes of the Andor series on various you know, regular cable outlet situations and broadcast situations, right? Like they did the same thing with Star Wars Rebels back in the day. And it's probably also a smart strategy too for Disney to be pursuing because in December they're going to be launching their ad-supported tier of Disney+. Plus. They have you know a couple hundred million subscribers already, but if they're not necessarily getting the audience for Andor from the subscriber base, 
It's a question, I guess, of whether broadcast and cable subscribers are also overlapping with Disney Plus subscribers and whether this is going to be a driver into subscriptions or whether it's going to possibly get in front of viewers' eyes a little more readily. And I think that's also an experimental situation for them. Everybody is just learning about this space and what works and the fact that Disney is willing to chase the audience, that Lucasfilm is willing to chase the audience for this is a really positive sign. So that'll do it for this particular scoundrel business look at how the Andor series is performing. As far as the future of it goes, I'll look at the performance of episode seven because that was basically a standalone episode. And if there's a significant jump in the viewership, then we'll do another Scoundrel Business episode about that. If there isn't, then we'll hold off until after the episode 10 numbers are available, and then we'll do it just like we've been doing the previous ones here. But for now, that is going to do it for this episode of the show. And it just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.